If your metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you morning. It's my morning, babe. Good in the morning. I hate you. going on guys uh it's john here with uh episode what is this 22 well actually technically 21 right oh we did 21 last week that we that that was oh that we didn't (laughs) 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 oh so i guess yeah i guess this would be 21 21. yeah so um yeah we're here with uh 21 yeah prime um adios young episode oh boy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's just it is just the two of us um miles is mia uh you know we are we did start recording a little bit later than uh, we normally do um but you know he's he's unreachable currently so um maybe at some point while we're recording maybe he'll be able to join us or uh, maybe not we'll find out but um you know the show must go on right now uh we wanted to definitely especially after uh taking the week off last week uh have something for you guys we had uh we had you know we recorded something last week but it was just a mess and we didn't like i thought i would have had time to edit with the holidays and everything we were just like you know what let's just scrap it and just um take a break which which was nice like i actually got to play some video games which was like shit like it feels like all my time is spent between work and editing. I was like, I haven't been able to just chill out and play some video games for a bit. But anyway, uh, let's let's get into it. And we don't have there. There hasn't been that much sports news going on. I mean, really for us to discuss, but um, still a decent amount. So I mean, um, the first thing I want to really get into is uh, just a quick touch on some of the firings and stuff going on. So um, first of all, I think it was wild. Um, fuck, what team was that? Where they told the the coach that he was gonna be fired before the game? Uh Jaguars. Yeah. That was wild. You said you said they said it was fake? Fake news? They it wasn't that it was fake. I think that it got leaked that they were planning to fire him. Oh and it got leaked too and I guess it got leaked early and then it kinda the narrative I guess like the words kinda got mixed up and said they were planning on firing him firing him like either before or right after the the game no matter what happened and then they walked it back and were like no that's not what we said and then you know so there hasn't been an actual word on like and no word has come out yet on the jaguars coaching situation actually fired or not yeah so so far his job is safe i i mean personally i don't think that his job should be on the hot seat for what he had to deal with this year but Mm -hmm. i agree i don't think his job should be on the hot seat either but I guess because um maybe it is just because of how much they regressed this year, you know? Can you I mean you could definitely make an argument that both were better quarterbacks than Blake Bortles, so he expected them to do somewhat better. But, um, I mean it's true, but one was a rookie. You lost your starting quarterback literally what? It was the first quarter, right? I think so. Right, was it halftime? Like right before halftime or some shit? 
was definitely like the in the beginning. He never made it past halftime. I remember that. I, I think it was at the end of a quarter. I don't know. Yeah. All that fucking time. <laughs> so, so you lose the guy you spent all that money for in the offseason, right? You lose him game one. And then you're basically just throwing a, a, a rookie who's not even like a top rookie, like how Daniel Jones was, a, you know, a first round yeah. pick. I forget what round Gardner Minshew was, but it definitely wasn't top. It was definitely wasn't the first three rounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they did the best they could. I mean, it was the Minshew magic for a little bit, but I mean, as we all know, magic kind of, you know, tends to fade, especially in the NFL. So I, I, I don't know. Like the defense did regress a little bit, but magic didn't fade too much. Cause uh, he beat the HIV. It's the HIV. Oh, the HIV? <laughs> yeah. Who has HIV? Magic Johnson. Boo. Oh, that's where this joke was going? Oh, my oh God. No, that's on you. <laughs> no, that's not on me. Come on. <laughs> what? I would have never in a I would have never in a million years have guessed Magic Johnson. High level humor here. <laughs> you know, you know what? It would have made, I guess, more sense if if the roles were reversed and it was it was it was uh, Nick Foles doing all this stuff. Because then I could have thought it Magic Johnson, Big Dick Nick. There you go. Because Johnson, you know, is slang for. Okay, you're you're definitely. I'm, you I'm overthinking it. No, I'm just saying. I my my brain was thinking on a totally different wavelength than yours. Clearly. <laughs> I think the joke just went over. Yeah, I think the joke just went over your head. Because I was sitting here, I was waiting. Over, you know, I, I bet you if Miles was here, he would have laughed. I don't know. I don't know. It felt like a long way to go for that magic one. I. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but 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 moving on to other coaches. Yeah, all right, we got Freddie Kitchens gone. Knew that Great. was happening. I've been saying that all year. Like that was one of the ones you, you didn't even like bat an eye at. It's like, oh, Browns oh. fired Freddie Kitchen. Okay, like, all right, what else? What's in the fridge? Yeah, it took him long. Uh, like, like, it's it's kind of you know what? It's not that I feel bad. He just wasn't. He wasn't he ready. Never been the guy. Yeah, and who knows if he like? All right, like nobody's ever gonna turn down. Like, hey, you want to be the you know head football coach in the NFL? Like, nobody's ever gonna turn that down. Mm-hmm. But he just wasn't ready. And maybe, maybe he knew it was he one wasn't of those ready. Where they say, "Oh, apply for that job that's that you're not qualified for, and see what happens." The worst that can happen, so right? He, did it. <laughs> he was like, he did it to be like, you know what? You know, maybe they'll still they'll start considering me or promote me to something else. And they were like, you know what? You got the job. And he was like, oh shit! Like when you put that you're proficient in Excel spreadsheet on your resume, <laughs> and the first day they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna need you to do these uh, spreadsheets for us." Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, um, you said you're fluent in uh, Spanish, so uh, we need the C, <laughs> si, yo <senor>. tango, <laughs> muy muy malo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know, man. I mean that that was whatever. Um, it does make me think though that especially like, phone us a job like that. How uh, you're talking about how Greg Williams did and stuff like that, and then it came out how. Greg Williams has the Jets locker room and Adam Gase doesn't. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's something that it it doesn't surprise me. I mean, 
you see, you hear all the former players of Greg Williams, and they love him. He's a players coach. He's kind of like he's almost like 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 Rex Ryan. Like mm-hmm. players love him. He may not be like the best X's and O's guys when it comes to offense and defense, mm-hmm. but his like the I remember when the just just players loved Rex Ryan. All right, and that's to say you're saying it now with Greg Williams. I mean, they love Greg Williams because Greg Williams probably shoots it straight with them you know, and listens to them. Whereas Adam Gaze has this like, just he's got this like douchey aura about him where like, I get it. it, Like he's, he knows football, but he wants you to know. know. Yeah. He needs to let everybody know. Exactly. Like, no, I, this is how I want the offense run. And no, you don't know as much as me. If you do it right, it would work. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, all right, obviously it's not, it's not working because you guys just aren't doing it. Not, all right, it's not working. Let's come oh, together and figure it out. Like that, that's literally what it is. And so that's where I guess you see that divide. And even when just talking about his players, it just feels just like, uh, that's exactly why he had those problems back in uh, Miami with, with his stars. Like Jay, I remember like, like Jay Ajay, like Jay Ajay was had like three games where he rushed for over 200 yards, had like a, like a 1500, 1600 yard season. They, they shipped him off to Philly. I was like, what, like, I, 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 it's ridiculous. But you know, that's uh shout out to him for being British. Wow. is British. Yeah. Found that out when he got traded to the Eagles. Wow. Right. Like British accent and everything he sounds or. Yeah. Like like he sounds like how Drake thinks he sounds on war. <laughs> <laughs> Road manting. Oh man. Oh it, my it, gosh. Did you just look it up? Oh I'm I, I, I haven't looked it up yet, but I, I definitely will. I have never I'm trying to think. I have to have heard this man talk in like an interview, like post game or something. I don't ever remember hearing. Oh man, this is even crazier than we found out. Uh, Twenty One Savage is British. Nah, that shit was hilarious, <laughs> and nothing will, will take that. Joint really dropped in the middle of. Thank God for that, because if if not for that, the Super Bowl would have been stupidly boring, even <laughs> though it already was. I had to drop like Listen, what? GT, you know enough about sports to know that for someone who is a football person, that was entertaining. I w- I was not entertained. No, no. I was not entertained only because of it's not the like lack of the firepower you expected to see. Yes. So like I expected Patriots offense, which I see twice a year, sometimes more. Right. And I see the Rams offense, which was beastly that year. And I'm like, all right, this should be uh not to say it's like a, you know, 49, 48, like how we saw the saints in the uh, Niners earlier this year. But mm-hmm. you know, like something similar to what the Eagles score was, you know, like maybe like a 35, 28. So what you're saying is if you, um, if you knew going in, if you, if it was advertised as a defensive battle, you would have been fine. It would have made more sense as to why the game was like that. Then I'll be like, okay, these are two teams that the defense is the staple. All right. And it's going to be a chess match back and forth. Well, if I go in there expecting points, you know, especially from one side. And then they looked like they looked absolutely anemic. Like it was like a totally different Rams team. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I just think back to the, the only really chance they had at scoring a touchdown was the, the missed, uh, when a uh, golf missed uh, 
I think it was Woods running the uh, the seam right down the middle, wide open, and he overthrew him by like two yards. I was like, that was the best chance they got all game. So I don't know. It was just if it was like maybe like the the Bears or something there, whoever was really good defensively that year, mm. then I then I think I'd be a little bit more lenient on it. But it was oof. I don't know. It was com- and compared to just like recent Super Bowls, because it's kind of like the same as the uh, the Broncos one with the Broncos and uh, Panthers. Yeah, that was a defensive battle for sure. Um, if a certain uh, team made it to a Super Bowl, it would be pretty entertaining. About this year? Yeah. I bet it would be. I bet it would be. The culture, see, the culture needs, uh, to me, the culture needs Ravens versus A black Seahawks. quarterback Super Bowl? Yes, they do. Either, either Russell versus Jackson or Russell versus Mahomes. Like, I kind of really want it to be Russell and, and Jackson only because I want, I want, I, I want all the jokes. I want the the future and Sierra jokes, and I also want the Lamar Jackson uh, and Kodak black jokes. <laughs> These are just it would just it would yeah. just be a really fun. <laughs> it would be a really fun. True. Honestly, though, I'm not mad. Um, if it's like, I feel like also a freaking a Ravens Packers Super Bowl would be entertaining as fuck because it's two like opposite offenses, but they're still like good offenses. Both have good defenses. Like that would be a fun game. I don't think there's no bad of all yeah, the combination no of teams. There, I don't think there's a bad Super Bowl. The only bad Super Bowl is if the Patriots are in it. Yes, obviously. Yes, but I'm the, thinking like it. Super. It'd be cool to see the Titans there because of Tannehill and like. Well, like he and I guess the Bills. Lose. If the Bills made it, it would suck. And it would suck on a level for me being a Jets fan. Because I don't want to see anybody in our division win, and people are weird. Like I, I don't understand Jeez, people. You've had a rough life, then, huh? Yeah, I know. I, I don't get how people like seeing like, uh, oh, if it's not somebody, it's not us, then I wanted someone from our division. Like, it, like that matters. Yeah. Um. No, the Bills would be if I was an NFL fan. The Bills would be cool because you know they're just almost like a little engine that could. With the Titans, you have like almost like a Nick Foles type thing. Or I mean, it's not like Mariota got hurt and it was balling out, and Nick Foles came, to, and then Tannehill came to the rescue. He was a forgotten quarterback. Yeah, uh, who was forgotten because of who? Adam Gase. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Um. I mean, I hope that that happens. Uh, the I feel like the last I know we super got off topic about the coaches thing, but the last thing was um, Pat Shermer got dismissed, which is good for uh, the Giants fans, and it sucks not having our resident Giants fans here to. To give a little more insight on it, but hey, that's um, what I was—that's what I was hoping for, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll talk about it next week with uh, if he's alive and well. But right after, I'm seeing the stuff about uh, how the the Giants love Matt Rule, and um, I just—I don't think the Giants are a bad franchise, and they really have, you know. Um, I—I'll I, say I haven't felt that way since I got to know football better, but um. I don't if they have an opportunity, give the man whatever he wants. You know, let him have whoever yeah. he wants, whatever staff he wants. Like it's a good ass coach. And uh maybe, you know, I'm still a little bit sour about him leaving Temple the way he did. But um I think he's a great coach and I still am super appreciative for everything he did for Temple. And it's like you saw what he did at Temple, you saw what he did at Baylor. Like, this man is ready. You know what I mean? 
Um, and I think it would be dope, especially with uh, the Giants being so young, so he could really mold them how he wants to. You know, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that that should just happen for sure. Yeah, Giants shouldn't make the same mistake the Jets did. Um, you know, but it, and it's it's kind of funny because like the Jets don't have rule because partly because like at uh, not Adam Gase, uh, Greg Williams was there. He didn't want Greg Williams as his. DC, mm-hmm. um, but the Jets move weird and hired random people at random times. Um, mm-hmm. So he was like, nah. And then Jets didn't want him to have his own. Jets wanted to be in the decision making for his OC, and he was like, yeah, nah, I'm out of here. It's clipped. So the Giants better just let him, if, if he agrees and he wants to bring in half the people from Baylor, let him, you know, let, let yeah, him. Let because, be that role. because he is an excellent coach. He knows how to communicate with his players. He has turned two, not not just one, two programs that were Temple was a laughing stock, right? Mm-hmm. Turned them around into a you know. We talk about impressive. building a culture. Yes, like they still do the single digits because yeah. of him. Uh, then goes to Baylor, who was in the middle of the 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 huge like scandal with the rape and the Title Nine. He literally mm-hmm. went from one in uh what was it one eleven, and now they're they were they're playing for the Big Twelve championship, literally just like that overnight, you know. So I would hate seeing him as a giant coach because I love Matt Rule, uh, but you know I, that'd be the smartest. And he's a former giant, and he's a former giant assistant too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, I guess that's just the the. The MetLife hatred in you, um, not wanting to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but um, I mean, I think it's different coaches. Um, no one really cared about. I mean, the Sunday. I mean, I guess you know. Oh, I mean? well, I, well, I have to ask you one question. What do you think of uh, what do you think about Ron Rivera going to the Redskins? I know they there's nothing official yet, but all indications yeah. say that he's going. I um, I think with the Redskins. Anything is an upgrade for their terrible organization. Like that, we that that's another poorly, poorly run organization. And talking about, oh man, we need a head coach so bad. And you know, you had people in that system who aren't there anymore and are coaching around the league elsewhere. Um, I just, I think Ron Rivera is. I think he's a solid coach. I I can't say exactly how good he is because you know he had Cam. For most of it, you know, and Cam was otherworldly up until he, you know, lost in the Super Bowl and has never looked the same. And I feel like he may be a good culture person. You know what I mean? I don't know too many views. I don't know how the team, like how players and stuff, feel too much. Uh, I'm not gonna act like I'm, you know, run very expert, but uh, I feel like he had sustained success um, in this league, and that's not an easy thing to do, even with this like a star player. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the Redskins, you know. Um, and then we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what, uh, you know, the this is the base. And then we'll see if they could actually build something from this. Oh, what about you? I think it's definitely an an improvement. Uh, yeah, and Anything you got to this point. Yeah, you got in. He goes to a a a situation that 
is on the come up. Yes. You got Dwayne Haskins, young quarterback, is going to be in his second year. Now you give him a whole year of – or a whole summer of playing first-string reps, a whole preseason of first-string reps. He has his favorite target in McLaurin, who was his former uh, teammate at Ohio State. All right. You have a nice running back in, in, in Darius Geis. You got some really good defensive pieces with, you know, Kerrigan, Matt Ioannidis, you know, even Landon Collins. Who uh, who knows what's going to – hey, and he gets reunited with, uh, you know, Josh Norman. And Josh Norman had his best years, you know, on the Panthers. Yeah. So, you know, definitely uh, definitely be uh, – I don't think that the Redskins will just magically overnight just be like, all right, playoff team. But yeah, I mean, they definitely will be in the playoff conversation. It's a good start for a rebuilding franchise. Definitely. Yes. And them getting rid of their president was also a big uh, step for them too, you know. But that's it with the with 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 the coaches. Yeah, um, I just didn't really care too much, uh, partially because I'm a Ravens fan, even though I did watch most of the game. Um, about this past Sunday, I mean, there was some things going on about you know seating and stuff like that. Like shout out to um, you know that Niner Seahawks thing was big and um. You know, I wanted the Seahawks to win. Unfortunately, they didn't. So uh, that has them playing this weekend. But um, them, the oh, Titans okay. being in the playoffs for sure. Like, you know, all those scenarios that could have happened and whatnot. So I feel like that's the cool part about this weekend. But at the same time, I don't really care too much watching those games. Outside, I guess, the Seahawks one. Uh, but yeah. So that's kind of like week 17 in general. Like, there's yeah. really only like three or four games that actually matter. And then you have just you don't really care if you're a fan of a team that's on the bubble, either on the bubble or a team that has the potential to get like a buy or something like that. Other than that, like like Vikings fans had no bit like they weren't interested uh, this past Sunday because they already knew they were going to the playoffs and they couldn't. They were a wild card team regardless, you know. Yeah. Uh, Same with the Bills. Like Bills, I don't know why Bills fans were out there at that game. That it was rainy. It was gross. They are Bills fans. That's that's probably why. Because I would whew, like that game meant nothing, and they're out there. So same thing with the Ravens. Ravens game meant nothing. Yeah, it, it was, was just a Ravens Steelers game. Was it just the whole East Coast except for except for New England? New England was like sunny. I think so. Was, I think it was, it was in, cold over there, but it was, I know it was sunny. Yeah, I don't know. It was a gross but, Sunday. Uh, it, it was sunny Sunday. because the Dolphins brought the sun and fucking waxed that ass. Stupid Dolphins. The one time I needed the Patriots or want the Patriots to win, mm-hmm. and not even because of the seeding. I don't. I like that's beside the point. It was for my picks pool. I needed had sixteen points <laughs> on these guys, bums. But you know, and Fitz Magic doing Fitz Magic things. Yeah, man. Uh, oh yeah, really funny random stat about Fitz Magic. He became. Mm-hmm. I think he was like he became like the first player to beat the same team with. Three different teams within that division. Three different teams in that division? Oh, he was on Buffalo, right? He was on Buffalo. He beat him with the Jets. He beat him with the Dolphins yeah. now. The Sonokia legend. Yeah, he's going to make it to the Hall. When Fitzpatrick's career is oh, over, it's going to be the most fun thing to break down and analyze. Yeah, just like um, speaking of fun things to break down and analyze, it's like fucking Jameis. <laughs> 30 for 30. Yeah. A fucking... Walk off interception, just typical Jameis fashion. Is out here like, yo, man, 
I mean, I'm nice. I could be the best quarterback in the league if I didn't turn the ball over so much. And stop turning the ball over. Well, yeah. I mean, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, thing, hey, hey, I, hey. I forgot who it was some uh, NBA announcer a couple years back. Um, I remember said this where he was like, all these players are talented. That's why they're here. But at the end of the day, the thing that separates a star and like a superstar, just like a good player from a star, is that the star can do amazing things consistently. It's a star. Like you, you have players that can drop, you know, 25 or 30 any given night in the NBA. But the stars are the ones who average 25. You know what I mean? And do it consistently. So um, I mean, we you know, um, we were talking about before you mentioned this, where you're just like yeah, if, uh, if this is Jameis saying that in like his second year or something, you'd feel a lot better about it. But um, this man's in his contract year and he's Jameis fucking Winston. I mean, Jameis is just going to Jameis until he proves us wrong. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> you know, if um, if you're the Bucks, do you draft a quarterback? Maybe a late round? Uh, I think it would have to depend on who's there, who's available. Um, cause I think if you franchise Jameis now, he's going to get like 28 mil, something like that. Cause whatever the, it's whatever, like the average, yeah. Cause franchise tags is, is like the average of the top 10 salaries uh-huh. at that position divided uh-huh. by. Yeah. So he'd get like 28, like 27, something like that. Damn. It's almost as much as Dak was asking for. But it, but it would be just for one year. So that's kind of like what the uh, the Redskins were doing to uh, Kirk Cousins mm. when they kept fran- when they kept franchise tagging him for like two straight years. Yeah, or like and, they kept franchise Le'Veon because it's like it's like I mean, it's one of those where you don't want to commit to somebody fully, mm-hmm. but you but know they can still make some money. But they can still make some money and good money at that. So I I don't know. And then Bruce Arians' comments today. Uh, in his press conference, where I guess he, they, somebody asked him, Can you win with this quarterback? Like talking about Jameis. He was like, Oh, I mean, if I can win with this quarterback, I can win with any quarterback. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, what's going on here, man? Like, damn. I mean, he's not wrong, but, but I, I just don't know. Like, I want Jameis to be good. You know, it's, it's fun to make the jokes about Jameis, but like, he, he became, I think, the eighth player in NFL history to, to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Like, man, at 30 touchdowns, it's magic. He's one of those players that could have like a Peyton Manning type uh, season where he throws, uh, you know, like 55 touchdowns in a year. Now he might have 28 interceptions to go along with it, but he has that potential to throw for 5,000 yards and 55 touchdowns. Like, it's just, he like, like you said, you know, that he doesn't string these good starts together. He'll have like maybe two straight weeks of good starts, then four straight. Yo, Jameis, what are you doing out here, man? Not getting any younger and you know, it's harder to reinvent yourself as you, you know, you get older. Well, do you want to go on to uh, what matchups intrigue you the most? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's definitely uh, go into, you know, looking forward to this weekend. So this Saturday, wild card weekend, we got, the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans, four thirty-five on ESPN. I think that'll of course. be a good game. It feels like every time Houston is in the wild card, they always have that first game, and it's always on ESPN. Hmm. So I remember what two years ago when 
when they played the Raiders when uh what's his fit when Derek Carr like tore up his leg like two weeks before the playoffs. Dude, did you see that Derek Carr shit? I did that he has the same what was it, same losses through the first his first like fifty five games. Or, or I think it was like um he has like he's in like second or some shit like that. It's like two his brother. Brothers are one and two in that category. Oh my gosh. Trash. But no, I think but the, the Buffalo Houston game is gonna be good. I I'd only give the advantage to Houston only because it's in a dome. Okay. And I think Buffalo thrives off of like playing on grass and playing in the elements and like making the game sloppy. I get that. You know. But but who knows my but, but the problem with Houston is you don't know what Houston team's gonna show up. You know, like you you don't know if it's gonna be a Houston team that can put up thirty five points or if it's a Houston team that's gonna lay a, a an A like they did in the playoffs against the Colts uh the other year. Yeah, you really have no idea. Um also, isn't uh JJ Watt supposed to be back for playoffs? Or he wouldn't be back for a wild card. It would be back in like a week or two. I mean, I think they want him back, but they're just gonna see like how he practices this week. That's fair. That's yeah, I think this that's the same with like Will Fuller. Will Fuller is like out for like this week. They need him though. Yeah, they need him, but he won't be. I think the earliest he honestly, the only the earliest he might come back would probably be the if they made it to the AFC Championship game. I think that's how bad his hamstring really? is. Really? Yeah. What is his injury? Hamstring. Oh, his hamstring. Yeah. That's for a speed guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game is Tennessee and New England. Um, I hope that turns and turns out to be a good game. I don't want Tennessee to just get beat. <laughs> But, um, I mean, we've been saying it. Tennessee's playing good ball. They're hot. Um, you know, even though they had a loss last week, I still think they're hot. They got a, they got momentum, even though, you know, they're that wild card team and the Patriots the Patriots. But, um, yeah, Tannehill's, you know, showing that he's a solid quarterback. And, like you said, he's on some Nick Cole shit. And we've been saying it. Um, the, the Patriots are, they're not as invincible as people thought. Um, I think that they have been playing a bit better recently, but uh, there's still that's not a get. This is definitely not a a, a gimme game. The Titans are gonna fight. We'll see what happens. I'm really glad they made it in. What, what you what are you thinking? No, I th- I, I, I think it's gonna be. I don't know. I'm I'm getting shades of what was that 2016 when they went into or 2017 when they went into Arrowhead as the wild card mm. and Mariota had like that beast game. I mean Mariota's not playing now, but. I think uh, I was listening to radio and one of the uh, there was somebody and they were talking about how normally in, in the NFL, the best team, most of the time, like the best team doesn't win at all. Right. It's usually the team yeah. that's hottest going into the playoffs. Like in the NBA, most of the time, the one like seed. The yeah. It's like most of the time, the one seed is always going to get to like at least the semifinals, at least the conference championship mm-hmm. in NFL. You know, like you said, like the Giants, you could be the last while well, you could get into the playoffs on week 17, right? Much like the Tennessee Titans did. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've they been playing like what? They've won their last like what? Six out of seven or whatever. Yeah. They've been fucking cooking. They're, they're, they're clicking. He, New England coming off a bad loss. I mean, they're going to be extra motivated, but hey, I'd rather be coming off of a win than a loss. And I mean, Derrick Henry is a freaking monster. Yeah, no, that made it really a problem. Definitely agree to that, and that's kind of what makes me happy. That um, honestly, I was like, if the Ravens lose, I'm not going to be too mad about it because they don't have to deal with the added pressure keeping a win streak alive. But um, shout out to them for not being a team like that anyway. 
but yeah, no, I definitely uh, get what you're saying about the whole uh, the hottest team thing. So I guess it does make me happy that the Ravens are hot and they're the best team in the NFL. We'll see what happens. But um, and then next game, and then Sunday you got the rematch of 2018, no 2017, with the Vikings and the Saints. Saints. Mm. This time it's in New Orleans. That was when uh homie tried to hit stick Stephon Diggs and missed. Oh, and like I don't I don't really blame him. Nah, I blame him. If he just gave him some cushion and tackled him, the game would have been over. True. He made a short tackle. He could let him catch the ball and then just tackle him, and that would have been it. That would have been the end of it. Yeah. But then, so, but I, that'll be an interesting game. I, I think New Orleans will win that one. But the real interesting one was definitely the, the Seattle Seahawks visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, is this, this Eagles team? Or the- oh, yeah. We forgot to mention the Sunday about um, the Cowboys being the Cowboys and sucking. Bums. Been telling y'all. I mean, yeah, they beat the Redskins. They're still bums. Told y'all since the Jets beat them. These guys were frauds. Yep, yep. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they are. I think they only have like, what, one win against teams over 500? Something like that. I think so. And was it the Rams? They beat the Giants twice, the Redskins twice. They beat the Dolphins. And who else they beat? Be someone else that was terrible. But ah, he has returned. He has risen. What? He's here? Hello, everybody. All right. We did it. Um we got I don't even remember what we were talking about. Uh but um we were discussing the uh Eagles and uh Seahawks okay. matchup. Uh and That's right. it's a this Eagles oh, team is uh it's very similar to that Super Bowl team. A lot of injuries, very, very heavy underdog going into these playoffs. And they got Bro, the Seahawks give this game up. I know we're not about to start this conversation. This is not how we're gonna start how me coming into the show. Well, you came in late, so this is what you got. <laughs> yeah, I, I also ain't mad at it, but you know what? It is what it is. Um. Yeah, nah. Eagles, the the Eagles not beating the Seals. They not. This is not like the. And we're not gonna sit here and act like this is the same Super Bowl team that was set up for success in 2017 that had nope, a nope. great defense and you know great talent around Nick Foles. It's not. It's not that team. They just got Doug Peterson, who's a great coach. And to be honest, given all the things that happened that happened to the Eagles this year, you can make an argument that maybe he deserves Coach of the Year. Hmm. Mike Tomlin yeah. argument, basically. Eh, my thing about that is, um, no one in the NFC East should be acknowledged for anything. Hey, I mean, fuck it. They still somehow found a way to have a winning record, and you know what? That's impressive, even in that division. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to spend much time on that game. There's so much to be said. If the Seahawks blow that one, then it's a total meltdown. It's on them. If the Seahawks blow that one, I'm honestly, unless it's like a terrible game from someone, like imagine Pete Carroll gets out coached in this game. Yeah, I don't see it. I just think the Eagles are too hurt, top to bottom. Like, I just don't think they're that good of a team to match up with the Seahawks. I, I think the Seahawks will win. I just wouldn't be as shocked if they didn't. Like, if the Eagles pulled it out, 
only because it's oh, it's just I don't know. It's something about the it's Eagles. Poised. It's poised for yeah. Set. It's only like something about the Eagles in the playoffs at home as the underdog. Just I don't know. It's just something, something weird is bound to happen. They might go up in the first quarter and then just get fucked up for the rest of the game. That's the thing. It could be like a 14-0 game like early in the game and then it ends up being like 24-21. Yeah, but anyway, and what's the uh, the final game? What's the final game? Oh, shit. What was the game before that? Uh, New Orleans Saints and uh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, so you did do that. Um, all right, so, so then, Miles, since you're here, yeah. um, we said earlier, and uh, for those listening, you'll hear both. But um, we we wanted to hear your take on um, the Giants situation. All right. Well, to be honest, I, I had a feeling that, well, not even a feeling. I, I basically knew that Pat Sherman was going to get fired. Just knowing that him having the record that he had in the time that he's been in New York, he didn't even win 10 games in two years. And coming from a winning uh, franchise and a franchise that's been good historically, Considering that since 2016 we haven't made a play, made a made a playoff appearance, something was gonna gonna change, and I would hope that Pat Shermer would be that change. To be honest, I, I feel like at first uh, Giants fans and not even just Giants fans, like just media in general, was very hard on Dave Gettleman for the Daniel Jones situation. Mm-hmm. But honestly, in hindsight, and obviously hindsight is 2020, I think that it was kind of unjustified. Because he had a good draft, we're not gonna sit here and act like, you know, he didn't. He we he got Daniel Jones, who looks like one of the best quarterbacks in this class. You know, also drafted my guy Darius Slayton. So you know, I, I can't say he had a bad draft. Um, you know, he also got Sa- Saquon in the town. You know, to this day, some people don't agree with some don't agree with that pick. But I mean, he's the most talented person in the draft. But I say all this to say that somebody had to go. And I didn't think it would be Gettleman and Shermer, but I did think Shermer was going to go. Now, in regards to who the Giants could hire, they're looking at a couple of people. Some of them being some some of them being Josh McDaniels, Matt Rule. You know, obviously Temple bias aside, I think Matt Rule would be the perfect person for the job because you can just see what he did. And y'all probably read. Yeah, we, we said the whole thing. Yeah, we, yeah. we had this conversation. We went deep into Matt Rule. Yeah. Okay. So then I won't even really talk much about Matt mm-hmm. Rule. But I'll talk more about Josh McDaniels. For sure. I don't think that he would be the best coaching candidate for the job, obviously, because he has a losing record as a head coach. And what sense would it make to hire I. I. Adam Gase? Uh, yeah, well, not even Adam Gase, but Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer didn't have a winning record as a head coach either. You know, so it's like hiring a hiring another coach that doesn't have a good record. I feel like it's like why take the risk. I'd rather take the risk on somebody that's never coached in the NFL before than somebody who has been proven to not win in the NFL. You know? Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. That's a fact. And it's like some people might make the argument about like the Bill Belichick situation where it's just like, all right, well, he had a losing record going into the Patriots job. But then again, it's like Bill Belichick is probably anom- the most anomalous person to that you could <laughs> ever be as a head coach. So, but in general, it's like it doesn't make sense to, to hire um a head coach without actual that that isn't a proven winner yeah. and mike mccarthy is another dude that i could see um pro, that 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 i could see in in the role because he's another dude that's proven as a head coach um but i don't know i feel like based on the head coaching candidates that that are available 
because Ron Rivera is obviously um, with, gonna gonna sign with the Redskins at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I think that with the coaching candidates that that are available, I feel like this is our situation to lose and our situation to lose alone. So, I hopefully hopefully they make the right decision. And in terms of who they hire, so please let it be Merrill. Yeah, it would be beautiful. I would love to see it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So outside of that, um, now since you're here, you can uh just just say who won for for the picks. Um. Yeah, John won. Yeah, done. No. Yeah, John won. <laughs> John won. Justin came in second. Miles came in third. It's unfortunate, but you know what? You know, there's like, like, uh, I forgot who said it, but you know what? There's always next year. And, uh, you know, being, being the first year's loser, it doesn't feel good, but you know what? Uh, it is what it is, man. Yeah. So, so what do I get for winning? Do I get I to like know. make a request or something? We, like, we, we, we never, we never really came to a, to a yeah, consent. I know. For a winner and a loser. I need a volleyball if you guys want to buy me one of those. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, we're supposed to go half on a volleyball. Bro, do you know how much indoor volleyballs are? Absolutely not. Like the good ones will run you at like fifty bucks. I wasn't saying absolutely not to the to the knowing. I didn't know, but I'm just saying the absolutely not to to the volleyball. I'll buy you a drink next time I'm in Long Island. How about that? Wow, which is probably be never because you don't ever come to this side of town, Justin. Can't say this yeah. side of town like we live on. <laughs> we can't say this side of town like we live on like no, this side thing. of the track. I want to say y'all live <laughs> literally on an island. I have to take a bridge to get to you guys. Multiple bridges, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much do you love us? Uh, love is a strong word. Um, yo, come twenty twenty, we're gonna try and fucking record together. We'll get a record it. We'll get a record session. Yeah. together what is it when are y'all gonna come down to, when are you guys gonna come to the city we'll all kick it in the city together but Boys i've been in the city for over a year now yeah but we can your job's been close we can take to mine and you know i work retail so you could have come visit me when you get out of work get lost sometimes and when i get out of work i'm trying to go home because i'm tired oh because thursday is my last day i'm gonna come by on thursday i mean um, I, if I if, open, if I work Thursday, I'll come by. If, yeah, because I mean, I don't, I don't know what time I'm leaving. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, you could text me the actual numbers for the uh, the picks, and then I'll put it in the description and stuff like that. You know the vibes. Um, yeah, I guess the last fuck making picks for. I mean, we already spoke about each game. But um, do you, do you guys really want to make picks for those? Like we don't have to keep scoring shit, but like, nah, eh, I, mean, man, I don't man. think it's necessary. Um, no yeah, man, yeah, I was just like, we just let letting go and like let God handle it, man. <laughs> letting God handle it. It's no <laughs> longer it's no longer in our hands. Well, I mean, it never was, but you know. Yeah, I mean, um, we said this before. There's like no real basketball news and stuff, so there there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about sport wise. So um, with that, especially with this being um, technically the first episode of the new year, and I guess for us uh, wrapping up the uh, the decade, and um, 
I, I want to do uh, your favorite sport moment of um, either the year or the decade. Obviously, this year's included in the decade. Um, if you got two, one from this year, one from the decade, say that. But um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a bit. But um, for me, um, I was thinking about it for a while, and it's like I couldn't think of a whole bunch that really, really stick out to me outside of um, the Mavs championship. And I think that that should be like a moment. Like, I think that's, that's just one of the best moments of the decade in general. Like, even if you're not a Mavs fan, just because that had to be the most like championship team of like any sport, you know, like the year they won, they won the SB for like the favorite championship team. And this is like the, the, the roster that we had, the teams we had to beat to win. Like all that shit, Dirk finally getting a ring, Jason Kidd finally getting a ring, Peja, you know what I mean? Like all that shit, like, and the way it was done, amazing. Um, and that's just, you know, that's something I'll remember forever. And I, to me, that's just like the one that sticks out the most for me. Ooh, oh, there are so many moments. Yeah, there's a lot of moments, but like, I don't know, we gotta narrow it down. From from if I have to pick one, I don't know if I can pick one. Like there's so many things that like, not even not even just things that that have happened like with my team, but just things that I said with my team with my teams. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's been so many. Wow, that's um, you know what? I'm gonna pick a football moment. I'm going to pick a basketball moment, and I'm gonna pick a baseball moment. Okay, oh, I'm mad at it. Because we got to get you and some more content since this is our podcast and I can do what I want. Um, do what you want when you're popping. Right. So I will say for baseball, and my Yankees bias is coming in, guys. So if you're a Red Sox fan, please tune, tune this out. Um, nah, I'll listen probably, to it harder, you bitches. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'll probably say um, Derek Jeter's last, last uh, game at Yankee Stadium. Hitting mm. that, hitting that, hitting that walk off. I mean, like honestly, that, I don't the setup, the scripted yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it could have been set up any better for 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 it to happen. I mean, you know, like sports, sports, sports is weird like that. You just can't really, um, you know, uh, pre- like really predict. And it was just like, you know, Derek Jeter being like one of the most favorite Yankees of all time, and you know, it's you know, seeing it as a Yankees fan is crazy. Um, for yeah. basketball, there's so many moments that I that that I personally, you know, as a Knicks fan, that I personally would like to forget. <laughs> um, but I will probably say, um, not nah, I wouldn't even say it's a tie. I think the my favorite basketball moment, and honestly, John was right next to me as I was watching watching this basketball moment when we were living in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. was probably uh, Kobe's last game. Cause just mm-hmm. just seeing him go off uh, go off for six sixty points and doing and doing his thing like it was it was, it was yeah. great like it, it's so hard to um it it's so hard to really like put into words like to say goodbye to yesterday yeah exactly like, it, was, it was really really ridiculous um for football hmm, football is really it football is difficult. Because it's like, well, I've seen so many great moments from 
even the Eagles went in the Super Bowl when I was living in Philly to the Giants went went in went in the Super Bowl back in 2012. Um but you know honestly I think the best what the best moment in football that I personally can remember and y'all going to hate me for this but I think I think you got to give it to the Patriots coming back down 28 to 3 cuz that I'm like mad at it. that's you, a, yeah that's a legendary yeah like just sucks that it had to be the Patriots it, it, yeah I'm about to say it sucks that it had to be the Patriots but honestly it just solidifies why Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are two of the greatest um sports figures to ever have done it so honestly yeah that's I think that, that that's it and I and I don't really like hockey guys so I'll, I'll just <laughs> leave that one out um Miscellaneous, I'll give it to Tiger for winning the Masters this year. Um, so uh, yeah, okay. I mean, that could be your favorite moment of this year. Could be, yeah. For yeah, so let's say for this year, that was my favorite moment. All right. What about you, JT? Yeah, baseball. I'd probably have to say the uh, Derek Jeter final game. That was uh, at, like walking off on your final game. That's that's wild. Uh, basketball. Honestly, I really don't have one. Um, it's been it up. It's been a roller coaster for uh, me being a Nets fan. I mean, and then the NBA. I enjoy watching things. I enjoy watching like, uh, you know, greatness. Like what LeBron's done this this decade. What uh, mm-hmm. you know, or even this year, and then what Steph and them have done. It's just none. None of it, it doesn't resonate with me. Like that. So I'll go. My basketball moment was college Temple beating SMU, who I believe was the number eight team in the country. And they were undefeated. Larry Brown led SMU Mustangs. And Temple beat them at the Leah Core Center. And we got to storm the field. Oh, sorry, storm the court. That mm. was a great moment because I'd ne- I've always wanted to do that. Like, as a kid watching uh, college basketball, I was like, oh, dang, storming the court would be amazing. Got to do that. Football. Yeah, screw the Jets. Um, screw everybody that's not the Jets <laughs> uh, even more. Um, so I have to go to college again. And um, it'll be Temple knocking off Penn State after, I think, See? 74 years. That was, that was, that was oh, a good day. First game of the season? Yeah, buddy. You already know. Yeah, shout out, shout out to my son Komet, who um actually went to New Rochelle, but um we worked at Adidas together, and one of his boys is on that Penn State team. Uh, Komet played football, um like a lot of college football, and then got hurt in college. Um, so he had like some boys in the league, and one of his boys is at Penn State, and was like after that game, they literally buried the footage. That was his boy Jordan Lucas. I'm not sure. It might have been. Is he's he was from our school. He was like a year or two older than he's like two years older than me. Or maybe three mm-hmm. years. But he went to Penn State. He's in the league now. I think he's last time I checked, he was on the Chiefs. But yeah, they should bury that team. He stacked he sacked Hackenberg ten times. And guess what team was dumb enough to select him in the draft? The Jets. You're damn right. The Jets drafted him, right? Jets drafted him with the set with, with the second round pick. I just a, a second a round second. pick. 
second round pick. That's what my life is like. That's why I said there's no good uh, football moments from this decade. You know, <laughs> so it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, how long was that Mark Sanchez run? How long? Last, uh, this would be nine years. So the last, so that ste- so the one that the, we lost to the Steelers in this decade. Mm. And then it was downhill from there. It's been downhill from there. So, you know, it is. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think that's it. Tiger was cool. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, it's not been a great. Yeah, I don't know. Not been a good decade for sports for JT. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> you know we got we 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 got the start of the roaring twenties now, man. So hopefully, yeah, you, know, know. you ready to show some ankle in this bitch? I'm just trying to find Gatsby. Um, uh, in the twenties, right? Yeah. Right. That that book yeah. took place in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that was that was in the twenties. Yeah. Um, I definitely think. Uh, I don't even know what my favorite moment of this year would be. Like so much shits happened. Um, so much shit has happened. Yeah, I mean, it's like when so much shit happens, I can't think of much else outside of things that are the closest to me. So it's like I'm literally thinking, and I was like, this wasn't even like a favorite moment. Like I'm just thinking, the only thing I think of is like Dirk's retirement, and that shit was sad as shit. They forced retirement. I'm still jacking that. You said they forced him. I said, uh, yeah, I'm jacking that they forced him into retirement. I don't think he really wanted to retire. Um, I thought I thought he was gonna play one more year. Um, so did, nah, so did I. I don't think they forced him. I think he looked around and was like, "Yeah, I think I, he was like, I I think it's time." Like I I think that he was like, "They're about to turn over a new leaf," and like they got to you know, got, if if you love it, let it go, because literally they were gonna have him start this year if he said he wanted to start. So that's how I feel about it. Um, but I was literally like on the LIRR because like I had work and I was like watching the things on the train and I was out here and I was just like, damn, she got me mad, emotional, tearing up and shit, interacting with my Mavs, Twitter people. Everyone's in tears. And then that's when I was like, yeah, no, I got to get the Dirk tattoo. Um, so that that's going to happen. But um, yeah, I mean, here's to looking um, forward to all the sports moments coming in uh, 2020 moving uh, forward. Most definitely. Yeah, I mean, we already know, like, we're in all sports right now, like all major sports. We're hitting a a new era of incredibly talented and game changing players, especially in basketball and football. Um, especially in basketball. Like, yeah, but I mean, football too. But basketball, I feel like it's always it's always somebody new. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the players that we that. You know, we really watch growing up. Like we watch them through most of their their prime, so their primes are coming to an end. Right. So it's like you really got the the newer generations. Shout out to my guy Luca. Like to me, it's just like to have Lamar Jackson's most likely going to win MVP at twenty two. Luca's in MVP talks at twenty. Um, it's insane. You know what I mean? Like in just the way that both games are progressing and the youth movement seeing and. The level of talent coming in is amazing. Uh, if you're you're a sports fan, you're, you're we're, we're in a really good place right now. We don't got to deal with fucking Wilt Chamberlain playing milkmen and shit. Playing guys that were coming from their shift at the Hershey factory. 
<laughs> people want me to give him credit no it's like it's like if i go to summer if i'm a camp counselor and i put up 100 points against the sixth graders that doesn't count i'm bigger than them i'm more athletic than them <laughs> that was miles every summer like like come on that's a fact I re- and i really and i really did almost yam it on a kid one time <laughs> like, like like for real but you know what it's like i i, I could First off, I missed, but that that's <laughs> that's besides the point. But nah, like, that's yo, a key factor. Yeah, nah, because that means you tried to. Nah, but <laughs> you know, you know what? That was God because honestly, the way that it was set up, it was a kid that I didn't like too. So if I gave it on him, I would have been in there talking shit, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you would have got fired. I probably would have been acting a fool after. Right. Yeah. But anyway. I guess uh, unless anyone has any other sports-related things to talk about, uh, Miles, we did the coaches' firings, um, and then we pretty much just did just the games and shit. There hasn't been a whole lot of sports news. Um, yeah, I mean that's that that's that's really it. Only thing I will say is that with the NBA is that it's really anybody it's really anybody's chip right now. Like they're oh, like yeah. in my opinion, there is no clear favorite. Like I I think the Clippers are the best team in the league. Don't get me wrong, even though that they be losing some bullshit games, but they're but you talking about championship contenders. It's it's to me it's Clippers and the Bucks. I I, w- I would say, but I, it's really anybody's anybody's chip right now. So I agree. NBA um, is NBA is fun fun again. So that's that's that. Well said. Um, the I just remember JT. What um I was I was gonna ask you before. Um. So, with all the trade rumors and stuff, if you had to trade Le'Veon somewhere, where would it be? Have to? Hmm? Do I have to trade him? What? What would you say? Then do I have to trade him? Um, not really. Like, I mean, what, I I know that you you know you've talked about how much of a locker room guy he is, and you wouldn't want to trade him. But let's say he's demanding a trade. If you got to move him. What do you hope to get back in return, and where would you like? Or who would you want to get directly? You know, to be like, all right, I want to trade. I mean, if 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 they trade him, it there's no one particular person I think that I would think I'd be able to get. It would have to be like I guess just picks. You yeah, like you want you want at least one. I mean, I mean, you want a first round pick. I'd not say at least. You hope mm-hmm. for a first for what they there. got for Jalen Ramsey, yeah, or or what was it the the what was the Minka Fitzpatrick one? Yeah, Minka's a first round pick. Yeah, whatever the whole they trade Minka for a first round pick. But to be honest, I don't know if Le'Veon's worth a first round pick. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's mm. but and, and that's like that's that's the catch twenty two with it too is because talent wise, I think he is worth it. This year did not help that to show case. it because of Adam Gase. Yes, so if if Joe Douglas wants to trade him. Then he's got to look at Adam Gates like, "Yo, why didn't you make this guy more desirable?" Because right now, I wouldn't, I would, I would barely give a third for Le'Veon. He's coming off of a, a three point three yard per game production, the lowest of his career, My, and he's another year older as a running back. Oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. so I personally would hope they don't trade him, but I don't know what you would really get. You definitely. What, what would you guess? 
would if you if you could guess what do you think Le'Veon's longest rush of the season was? And John, I'll let you answer after after Jeff Justin. Believe it was sixteen yards because Sam Darnold has the longest rush of the Jets all season, and that's twenty four yards. Shit, I was gonna say twenty eight. So based on that information, I don't know, like eighteen. Okay, John, you're you were the closest. If Le- Le'Veon Bell's longest rush of the season was nineteen yards. Like that's, I, don't think, I don't think that's fully his fault because he wasn't getting the ball like a a one A running back should. But that in the offensive line's cheeks. Yeah, but even so, just to think that Le'Veon's longest rush of the season was like was nineteen yards. It's just it just tell it just tells you the 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 I don't even know like why like why I, to this day I still don't understand why he went to the Jets. I get it, but he just. I don't know. Should have went to the Chiefs. It's he the perfect storm. He could have went so many other places. Like I don't know, perfect but storm. oh, and I I don't know if y'all really if y'all really spoke on the Jets or whatever. But I was speaking to somebody earlier, and like one thing I will will give Adam Gates credit for is you know as much as we were shitting on him, Justin was shitting on him, Jets fans were shitting on him. You know, I give him credit for finishing out the second half of the season six and two, because you know for starting for starting. One and seven, and you know losing losing Sam Donald six games to Mono, who's your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback at that, and the you know turn the season around in that regard and to finish out seven and nine, regardless of who they played on their schedule, they beat who was on their schedule. You know it's tough. So I'm actually giving that's credit. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's bah humbug for me. It's just yeah, understand. It was I was telling you know John, no more victory. That's what I'm saying. I was, it was it's like the weirdest, most frustrating, most annoying seven to nine season because, I like aside from all that, there's no like I I don't care that Darnold was coming. I think was only two weeks removed from, uh, mono or three weeks removed. There is no excuse to lose to the to the Dolphins who were winless at the time. There's no excuse to lose to the to the Bengals and the offense looked garbage in both those games to two teams that have bottom tier defenses. I he got out coached against he got out coached by Brian Flores should have should have lost the the second Miami game if we're if we're keeping it a stack if it wasn't for a yeah, bad uh absolutely bad bad defensive pass interference yeah. so he should have lost two both games to Brian Flores all right I, I there was just too much bad from from Gase for me to give credit now yes six and two over the last eight is 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 good right and the Jets did look better. It's, 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 but it's just the inconsistency of it was just so gut wrenching, and it was just the, the Greg Williams defense is playing out of its mind. And, and mind you, he's using third and fourth stringers because all our guys are hurt and are ga- we're in the game, and yet oh, then we're doing the three and outs, not having Bell in, running Bell inside, even though you know the outside is wide open. It's just. It it was like I took the six and two with a grain of salt. I saw the improvement, but I also saw, you know, there's no reason why they should have what, lost two of those two games. There's no re- like, there's no actual reason why they should have lost the Bills, uh, not Bills game, uh, the Bengals game. There's no actual reason why they should have lost the Dolphins game. But you know, here we are. So next is JT. There is a motherfucker. Yeah, it is what it is. Sam Donald will never be great with. Adam, I don't think he'll be great with Adam Gase. 
I think he can. He has potential to be great, and I think he might be Adam Gase unlocking that shit. Yeah, I think right. I think when it's all said and done, right? If if Lamar has the career that he, if we we think he is destined to have, Darnold could have what could probably be the second best quarterback of that draft class because mm-hmm. he has the potential. You know, he's just you know you need uh and you, you still and we still and that's how I that's how I know I can't really give a lot of credit to Gates because it was it wasn't until Darnold went to Gates and was like, "Yo, we need to start calling the plays like this." <laughs> when the offense started clicking, that's when we won those three games and we were, and Gates is like, "Yeah, why, why weren't you doing that before?" I'm like, like and, see, and, and that's exactly and John, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier today. Where Gates like uh, yeah. is like, "Oh, yeah, well, it, it works. You guys just got to make it work." Like, oh, oh, why'd it took you so long? Finally, you, you you know, you stepped up and said, Hey, I want to run the offense like this. No, dummy, work with you him. run the offense like this because your shit's not working. Run, work with him. Like, yeah. geez. So yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying it's like it's, it's tough. I and now I understand what you're saying. I'm just I, I just think that it's tough to blame Gates for all of the losing. But not give him somewhat credit for them going six and two. That's it, though. I would take you know. I would take out. This is how I would, I would judge Gase, right? I give Greg Williams credit. Fuck Adam Gase. I would. I would. I would judge Gase off of. Um, what was it? I'd go. I judge him off of twelve games. I don't. Don't count the first game because Darnold had. He literally played the game with mono, like we found out, and then the three games that we were using David fails. So take those four games out and just judge off the twelve. It's so helter skelter. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know I don't count the the, the three games with with David Fields because I mean it's the third string. Nobody knows this guy's name. Like, of course he opens the suck. And now he out the league. Out the league, and he's probably I don't even know if he felt if he got that grievance claim against the Jets either. But um, who David Fields? Because we we cut him. Because of he got he technically got hurt the last in that uh Patriots game the last game before uh so the Patriots game or the Eagles game whatever the last game before Donald came back was and then we put him on IR and yeah he had a grievance against us for that like we cut him and he was hurt but we didn't like file it the right way I don't know it was it was weird but fuck it all right um. Anything else for sports? I feel like we're we're pretty good. Yeah, I'm straight. All right, so um, now that sports are done. Um, it's going into anime book club. For those of you who've been following along, um, if you watched ahead and finished, I mean, cool, I guess. But um, this week we're just covering uh episodes nineteen through twenty one, of um that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Interesting. Uh, a couple of few episodes. Um, the first one, definitely the most action packed. Um, and we get the, uh, you know, the, the group over here fighting Cribitus. That's the pronunciation I'm sticking with. Yes. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. But, um, Caribbean Ibis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go on a super plot summary or whatever, but it was a nice, battle we saw how ridiculously powerful that thing was and also the megalodons which um you know the group took those out first smart you know it ends up uh we find out well we knew all along but um Rimuru was out here like you know what this is our problem he's probably after me because i got velder and shit like that and then he finds out that this shit's after milam 
because it was that dude, uh, what's his name, Phobos or Phobios or whatever. Or um, it was a demon. It was Carrion's uh, beast rider, yeah. and yeah. he was out here like, "Yo, Millum, he's after you. You can deal with this shit." And um, and we see just uh, <laughs> how much of a problem Millum is. You see that? Because that was her holding back, oh. and just ended this shit real quick. Tell me, t- yeah, tell me if this it is. She came off the bench like Lou Will. Uh, like <laughs> six man, like Lou Will. Lou Mill. Like Lou Mill. Lou Mill in the man came off and gave him a smooth 11 0 run. Like it was nothing. Yeah, that was um filthy. And then we also see Carry On for the first time um, at the end of this episode. Um, Let me finish chewing ASMR. Uh. Uh, I will never not be weirded out by ASMR. When they and when they uh whisper into the mic, oh, the weirdest. Oh, I'm just in. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, it, it just be weird. Wait, Maj, you never seen it? See what? Uh, like the ASMR with it. Like, yeah, they just be like talk. Hi, welcome to my. <laughs> <laughs> Um, said I might leave that in now. <laughs> That's what they do. It's weird as shit. I gotta hear what it's gonna sound like when I'm editing, and maybe I'll leave and it. My in. girl loves it, and I'm like, yo, this is weird as shit. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, um, yeah, we, we meet Carry On, and uh, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Uh, I feel like with him, you kind of get that not maybe not all demon lords are bad. Um, right. you know. Looks after his people. He's like, yo, don't even look at me as the demon lord. Like, I look over this nation and shit like that. Like, enters the non-aggression pact because he was like, you know, this was my subordinate. I apologize. I hope it goes too much trouble. And then also, um, we learn a little bit more about these uh, Harlequin alliances, where uh, you know, uh, Laplace and Tear and um, Footman. Yeah, that was the last one. So, um, you know, Trainee and them are out here investigating a little bit and trying to see what's going on and. You know, as we know, Laplace was the one that stirred up with um, Gelmond and all that shit. And then we find out that it seems that Footman was actually the one that destroyed the Ogre's village. So, um, and thus the plot thickens. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much episode uh, 19. Um, the, the Battle of Kribitus was ended rather abruptly. Um, the one thing I thought was uh, was really funny in that episode, um, there's a there's a bunch of stuff, but when um, Gopta and the Goblin Riders are fighting the Megalodon, <laughs> and then they didn't like defeat it, and then Hakuro was like, he's like, oh, you know, whatever. He's like, you know, I have to make the training harder. Good to do it. And he was like, he was like, harder, old man. If you train any harder, you'll kill me. And he's like, old man. And it's like their relationship, and then. After that shit, when they just go back to Rimuru and the rest of them, and you just hear some mad screaming from Gopta, that shit was hilarious. Hopefully, my son, Go- yo, Gopta is a prodigy, man. My son about to be nice. Gopta, Gopta, the truth. I've been said this. I've been Team Gopta since the beginning. Thanks. Doofy face, Gopta. Now nah, you know who really got a doofy face? That other Goblin Rider. He got the weird ass lips. He had the same expression. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> he just be out here. He looks like um if Plank from Ed Ed Nettie was a person. Oh my goodness. That's what I imagine. That is a spot on description job. 
<laughs> um anyway uh episode 20 um let's see what the what are we getting into in episode 20 i know um oh the 21st goes to the village right he goes to the right. uh, human nation yes 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 city of so Ingracia. Then, uh, right sorry uh what's 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 the, the girl's name that died shizu yeah she's basically trying to uh avenge like what Shizu was trying to do. He's trying to finish everything. Like, uh, what is it? Um, remove her regrets so yeah. she can like rest in peace. Yeah. So he goes, you know what? Everything's a peace right now. The city can run well without me. I'm going to do this. Cause you know, I owe it to Shizu and, um, ends up going to the town where she used to be at and meets one of her former students, um, who's running a union there and shit like that. From there, he finds out that, when she was there and like the kids that he saw in her memories were summons um and the thing about when you summon kids is whenever a summon happens like an incredible amount of like magicals or like an energy is being brought into the body of that summon and because the kids bodies aren't fully developed they can't handle it so eventually um they actually like kind of get destroyed by the energy and they were like the longest they know of one lasting was five years so shizu was out here trying to save the kids um and the episode ends with us uh he just meets the kids for the first time um yeah that's how that's how it ends but like there's like a other stuff that's kind of like happening like in between there because then you meet the um the dude that's that's in charge of like I wouldn't say he's in charge of the town, but isn't but yeah, in he, charge of the he's the, the grandmaster. Yeah, he yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And um That was a fun interaction. Yeah, it definitely was because off rip shit got crazy. She was off like, rip, he was like, Who he was like, Why are you wearing that mask? That's a fact. So destroyed the whole office with one kick. Word. Wow. <laughs> well, my son just wanted the goods. One of all the manga inside scoops. Now, Great Sage went. This is a this is a pure waste of my abilities. He's like, shut up. This is a great use of your ability. It's just created all the things. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, great memory. Yeah. I finished Bleach, um, the anime. I didn't watch the last arc because everyone's like it's trash, and I I didn't really care about it. But um, I, I think I might start reading because I, I really enjoyed Bleach. And I'm gonna finish you, you know, since since I finished Bleach. Word. That makes me happy. Yeah. But um yeah, that was basically um twenty is kind of just I feel like the biggest thing was learning about the kids and about what happens with the energy. Um and then twenty one was we get to see sort of um just some of uh, daily life. He's teaching these kids. He get first it starts off with him getting them to respect his abilities, and then it's him building the trust of the kids. Yeah, and it's mostly just him trying to think of like how am i gonna stop these kids from dying he's like yo i'm gonna save you like i promise to save you you know gets the kids trust and it's like i need to figure it out and you know after talking to training he has this idea he's like you know um shizu had a a greater spirit inside of her and that might have been the reason that she was able to live for so long so i gotta figure out how to get these um kids some great spirits and um he starts asking around as training them to no avail and then after he saves um actually you know he just does a good deed and goes to save um the city from a sky dragon 
and just flexes. And, uh, you know, the, the most connected man in the city is like, yeah, you know, um, things don't happen around here without me knowing. And uh, I know who you really are, even though uh, Rimuru is disguised. And he finds it where he actually can get these green spirits from. So that's how the episode ends. Um, I did quick summaries here. I don't want to go super long these summaries or whatever. And um, I definitely want you guys to watch them if you haven't. But um, yeah, any thoughts so far on this, um, the, these chunk of episodes or how you felt when you were watching them and stuff like that? Um, I, I kind of was interested to see, like, you know, I wasn't expecting it to really take the direction that it did only because, like, I think we've just been used to, like, the you like, remember kind of, like, building up this town, doing that kind of stuff. But then it's, like, we're really seeing, like, you know, him starting to do something in a different direction. So I guess that was, that kind of took me for a, took me for a loop. Yeah, kind of when he was like, you know, I was fully content with just living with my friends, but, you know, she's who had these regrets that I wanted to put at ease. Yep. And that, that's respectable. But you know what? Then again, this is Rimuru we're talking about. He's a great human. Well, I mean, that's great slime. He's a great person. <laughs> but that was my. Yeah, I agree with that one. Rimuru's the fucking best. Also, one thing, um, you definitely notice it a bit more, you know, especially if you guys watch them already. But I feel like they do a good job establishing other routes and other characters that you feel that we need to meet to the story. So um, we don't really know exactly how much or how many episodes it would take to finish the complete story. You know what I mean? Or what direction it's directly going to go in and whatnot. Um, which I think is cool and is always good to have um, you sitting here going, wow, there's a lot left to learn a lot of characters to meet things like that and they get you excited for um the direction that the show can go in and um, i feel like one of the main things you see it is when um he tries to explain summons and shit like that the the union leader can't remember his name and he was like oh she's who had a student yuki. that was as powerful yuki. what's up yuki yuki and um he's like yo she's who had a student that was as powerful as her when he she was 15. And he was like, oh, I haven't heard of her. And he was like, oh, yeah, she like just went off on her own. So it's like, that's someone who we got to meet, I feel like. Um, what about you, JT? You got anything? 1920? I think, I, I mean, I think it's the, the the whole concept of the summons and like the, the kids only having a certain, um, you know, amount of time to live is uh, very interesting. Uh, I'm also interested in the dynamic of how they're not all Japanese or at least not all from mm-hmm. the same area, because the one kid is like Gabe. He, Gabe he's American, or Gabe not not American, American but like American. Nah, he definitely is supposed to be American. He, he's the white dude, and he reminds me of. You remember that show, um, Shaolin Showdown? Yes. How they like had the, how they had like the one dude that wasn't. <laughs> he did not look like Raymundo. <laughs> I'm just nah, saying that. Was right, that- that was Raymundo. Raymundo was the one dude that was like, oh, no, 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 no. That was Clay. That was yeah, it was like a Texas crazy. dude. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of, I don't know why, but Gay reminded me of, of Clay. Just not like. He's, he's like, not, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but there's some Asians. Basically. And like, we all kind of have the same power. So I'm just kind of going to go with it. Because <laughs> he's like, I, I noticed that when they, when he's, when Rimmer was doing roll call for the kids. And then yeah. it's just mad random names, and all of a sudden, Gabe. Excuse me, what? <laughs> what? Gabe Gibson. Gabe. Also, shout out to to Chloe for for being the truth 
makes you excited for whatever's going to come along with her because she's already got some pretty solid magic and and um in the beginning she's like you know i trusted him from the beginning and stuff like that also um the other girl the little blonde girl because she was like yo like she might have the best ability if she can channel it properly so it's like he's like yo i'm gonna teach these kids to be able to defend themselves and be useful and all that stuff and just use the best of their abilities like that which is pretty cool um and then yeah i mean this seemed um like the start of another mini arc in the season so it was a bit of a setup conclusion to the other one um again the the cribidus caribidus caribidus pirates of the caribbean (laughs) um i mean it was a fun fight to watch and then just millum being millum and then she had to go off so that's part of the reason why um rumor was able to leave she was like yo i gotta go back to work and that was another way like literally it's just i feel like these three episodes they, it was a conclusion to the first arc, um, set up to the next one, and literally just fucking letting you, you like the, the viewer know that there's so much that we don't know, and so many characters we know nothing about. Because um, even when they were talking about the Harlequin thing, like it was just another example of hey, um, you don't know what's gonna happen next or where we're going because there's so many different routes we can take, and so much story left. It just makes you feel like they need to release like a lore book or some shit. Yeah. So, right? But, uh, fun, fun couple episodes, and um, yeah, I mean, we're 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 almost done. Only only three more episodes. Um, so, yeah, I like this one a lot. This is gonna be a hard one to replace. Yeah, I'm just excited because the next two none of us have watched. Yeah, what are we doing next? Demon Slayer, you said or no? No, no, Berserk. Berserk, you did say that. Okay. Yeah, I watched Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is awesome. Yeah. But, um, maybe we'll get this out. I was, I was talking to, to my man in my job today about Demon Slayer. Shout out, Sal. But yeah, we were talking about we saw my anime. It's so funny because somebody, I, I told somebody today that I watch anime, and yeah, Justin's going to love this because you know he's nasty. But uh, basically, uh, this person had told me, oh, I heard people that watch anime are freaks. I'm like, what? I was like, how does one correlate? watching Japanese cartoons to being freaky. Hmm. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Because they probably only think there's one type of Japanese cartoon. It's the stigma. It's ridiculous. <laughs> My goodness. This is crazy. I, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. I don't know. I mean, that, I feel like it only really applies to Justin because Justin is into lottie conning, so. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. We've already established I'm the least freaky person on this, uh, this panel. Uh, and it is what it is. I don't send you guys porn. See, this is what this is. See, this is what you guys are gonna. You guys are trying how, to trick how do we get there? No, 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 no. You guys, this, this is what it is. I'm gonna try and yeah. Of course, you don't send it to us because they're all in your bookmarks. Oh, I'm not gonna send it to you guys. <laughs> you have to send it to us because you just bookmark it and we look through those. Yeah, I send you guys things that I find funny. Or what I think will gauge a reaction. But I won't send you guys like actual shit because I'd have to actually look it up. And that's wild. I send you guys stuff that I come across yeah, just like random. I don't know, man. You're defending yourself pretty hard right now. If I don't defend yeah, myself, who will? protest too much. <laughs> if I don't defend <laughs> myself, who will? Nobody. Ain't nobody going to bat for me. I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, I mean, if you guys want, finish up the um, I'll root 34 this whole thing right up. now. 
So good. I mean, I you rule thirty four last week. Oh, well, two weeks ago now. Everybody, oh. peace. I'll just keep it going. She on the goat. Yo, that was funny when they had that bath scene and Milam was just like out here and Rimmer was like, I need to cover you, child. Well, I was thinking that, like, okay, this is what I was thinking. All right, so, like, he's a dude in a slime's body and he's just out here just chilling in the bath with all the bitches. Like, yeah, precisely. Living his best life, and that's just, and we're just, and that's just, it is what it is, right? I said we're not, we're not looking into this at all. I mean, nah, because remember he went to go see what he was, and then he was like, "Fuck, I'm androgynous." He's he, but he's the bot, he's the mind of it's still his regular mind from when he was a human. Yeah. So he's technically still a dude, just in an androgynous body with no yeah. genitalia. He still, he still probably thinks like a man, but. That's what I'm saying, but we don't get any glimpse of that at all, because he just be in the bath and he's just like, damn, niggas is mad annoying. I'm just trying to relax. And y'all out here having like he's splashing you know, He's just out here he's just out here like Cosmo just staring. Cosmo, <laughs> Cosmo staring is way different. Fucking <laughs> sis went, um, can you please stop staring at me? No, don't mind me. <laughs> no. <Nah, yo. laughs> it's like, nah, I'm good. Bro, that's some New York City subway shit. Yo, that's a f- <laughs> you got a staring problem? Nah, nah, nah. nah oh good. man, you know it's funny. Um, my boy from work, fine. You know he he sucks at finishing animes, and um, uh, today he was like, he just goes, bro, Konosuba is wild. I was like, yeah. He goes, yo, I got up to the succubus episode, and I was watching that shit on the train, bro. I was like, I can't be doing that shit, man. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> A classic. I'm uh, all right. There, here's the there is the one thing though with the with with anime because every like a lot of people are just drawn so scantily that like you could be mm-hmm. watching the most wholesome anime ever, and yet yeah. someone will and think you're literally like, watching fan service and etchiness and shit like that. But that's but like Konosuba was bad with it. But uh, like I've said before, I don't really like etchy um or like super fan service animes when uh it's a serious one. But like Konosuba is like a comedy, so I feel like it fits a little bit better, and it's actually funny when they do it for the most part. Like how the freaking um, the the bar ladies like at the guild hall, how her, her like titties were mad extra, and um, and how the cat would always just like be be like hitting the like as someone's titties. But um, yeah, because literally I was, and he's watching it on the subway because he lives in Brooklyn, which is wild. Because I would watch this on the LIRR and feel like people would be looking over my shoulder. Shout out to privacy screens. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm like fifth anyway tonight. Jesus, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's pretty much it for us um over here. Unless you guys have anything, anything else you want to bring up or talk about? No, I think that's basically everything I got on this end. Um. Yeah, I said everything I need to on sports. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, um, that that's it. Happy New Year, guys. I still I still want this to be like our last episode of 2020 because we're recording it then. And uh, even though it's coming out on, you know, the it'll be the New Year when it drops. But um, I hope you guys had a good holiday. Uh, Happy New Year again. Um, and just look out for us uh this coming year. I I want this to be a big year. Um, for everyone individually, like uh, you know, we're all doing things, and 
uh, I, I want us to have a good year and I want this to be a good year for the pod too. Like it's something that we do together. And I, I really enjoy this, even though it's a lot of work. Um, love the shit. Love the time I get to spend, uh, recording with guys. Yeah. Let's, I, I'm excited for just things that we're going to try and work on and do for, uh, for this upcoming year. A wise man once said, you know, the vibes, <laughs> you know, the fucking vibes. So, Follow us on Saratobi Sports everywhere. Um, you know, that's, well, every, no, not everywhere. On uh, Instagram and Twitter. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Follow me at a friend of Narwhal. And um, get ready for next week. Peace, y'all. Justin. Ah, oh, damn it. I always forget about JT. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Uh, Usually, you're the one who says, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, what they said. Uh, forgot about JT, but it is what it is. Uh, I can never forget about you, JT. Tip your local bartenders. Um, tip your strippers. Okay. And you know what? Tip the strippers. All those workers too. They they deserve, but they have to pay taxes. Damn it! They're gonna they they want sex work is gonna be legal. They have to pay their taxes too. We W twos, W nines, all that shit. Uh, should be legal. Uh, business would be a booming. Not from me, because, you know, child of God and everything. But that being said, uh, happy New Year's. Suck everybody. you by only. Just, just all mental. It's a mental game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>